The following program is a presentation of Lakeshore Communications Inc. and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of Lakeshore Communications Inc., its sponsors or donors. Three, From the studios of WORQ in Wisconsin, this is the Stand Up For The Truth podcast. Today's issues, overlooked headlines, and biblical observations, equipping the remnant around the globe. Got your sword handy? This is Stand Up For The Truth. Where we teased it a little bit on our social media, Monday, August 21, and it's a fresh new podcast. Welcome our uh, FM listeners and also online at q90fm.com slash listen or the free app on your devices, q90fm.com slash app. Normally, he's a guest on Center for the Truth for the last couple of years, but uh, the way things are moving along, we have invited him to be a guest host. Scott Shera is in the studio this morning. Wow. Thanks for the introduction, Crash. It's wonderful to be here, and my name is Scott Shera, and I'm the guest host for Stand Up for the Truth today. The reason that I invited you is because you have your own podcast, so you got some podcasting behind you. There, I know that they're recorded, but uh, now that you're live in here, what's the name of your uh, other your your podcast? My podcast is Deprogramming with Grace's Dad. Okay, so we don't throw that one in here. So we're going to get underway, and a topic that I chose. This yes. was my this was my idea. Because uh, too many times you'll hear it on Stand Up for the Truth, but we roll over it. We'll mention it, but we roll over it. It's controlled opposition. And this is going to be a very important show. So, Scott, get Well, thank you, Crash. Yeah, so I titled the show, Are We Being Programmed by Controlled Opposition and Propaganda? And because of that topic that Crash gave me, I have met a gentleman by the name of Sean Turnbull, which we'll bring on in, a, in about a minute after I do a brief introduction. But Sean... I thought would be the absolute best guess because this is what this man does. He studies this and tries to share it with with the world. So before we get started, though, Crash, I'd like to pray for the show. Sure. That's okay. Good idea. Uh, Father, please help Sean and I to do our best to share truth this morning and to have anyone listening with ears to hear be open to what we're saying and that they will use everything to our Savior's glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to give a brief introduction. And what I want to do is explain when did controlled opposition first get introduced to the population. And it was back in Genesis chapter 3. That's one of my favorite chapters of the Bible. You will. This is when Satan is tempting Eve. And he says, you will certainly, not certainly die. The serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So me as a, as a man, I've always liked the James Bond thrillers. You know, we've got the evil person wanting to take over the whole world and Bond saves them right at the last second. But this is different. You know, that is a paradigm that I think all of us like, but the I want to change the terms a bit because in Genesis chapter 3, Satan was lying. He said that your eyes will be open and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. Yet Satan can do nothing good. Only God can do good. So what Satan was laying out was the dialectic paradigm of evil versus less evil. And so then the trap was set. So now we have the 
the tree of knowledge, which Satan offered, versus God offered the tree of life. So is God against knowledge? Absolutely not. We know he's not because Hosea 4.6 says, My people perish for lack of knowledge. So what is it that God's talking about? Well, he doesn't want him replaced with knowledge and knowledge becoming the idol. So now with that said, I want to introduce Sean Turnbull. Sean is the founder of Truth News websites, thephaser.com, thelibertymill.com, sgtreport.com. Launched in 2010, SGT Report is the antidote to corporate propaganda and the mockingbird mainstream media lies. Because, as Orwell noted, in an era of nearly, nearly universal lies, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. Sean received his B.A. in journalism from UW-Madison. You'll notice that because he also doesn't have an accent just like me and has dedicated his life to reporting the real news. You can find the SGT Report channel on Rumble, BitChute, Getter, Locals, Clubhouse, you know, all the major platforms. Sean joins us now. Welcome, Sean. Hey, Scott. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me on today. You're very welcome. What I'd like to get the audience into, Sean, before we get rolling on some clips to analyze, is I would like you to explain the Smith-Munt Act of 1948 and then its subsequent repeal and how that lays the groundwork for propaganda in the United States. Yeah, so let me not complicate things too much, but I want to just add to what you said here. And, to, you know, to quote the Bible, people are going to, this will resonate with folks, Exodus chapter 20, verse 16, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. Seems like that's one of the Ten Commandments, right? And uh, here's the thing, Scott. When they dismantled the Smith-Munt Act in 2012 under Barack Obama, it allowed the federal government to start bearing false witness against their neighbor. It allows the U.S. government and its agencies to use propaganda domestically in the homeland. Just so people understand, the Smith-Munt Act originally prevented the U.S. government, the federal government, and its agencies, the CIA included, were disallowed for lying to the American people. They couldn't do it because of the Smith-Munt Act. They could only use propaganda propaganda, uh, internationally against foreign enemies or foreign nation-states. Under Barack Obama, on May 10, 2012, the Smith-Munt Modernization Act, H.R. 5736, dismantled the Smith-Munt Act to the degree that it now allows the U.S. government to literally lie to the American people using any form of propaganda they see fit. So when you watch the nightly news or even your local news, you may be receiving propaganda about an, an event or a story, a headline. It could be a uh, entire piece that they do about somebody or something, and it may be chock full of propaganda. Um, this is really a new paradigm for Americans because Americans are not aware that they are being lied to on a daily basis in their newspapers and on television. So just so folks understand, when we use that term, the mockingbird media, the mockingbird mainstream media, that term comes from a 19, uh, mid-1960s uh, paper uh, released by the CIA where they bragged about being able to get any story onto any newspaper in the country in 24 hours because of their mockingbird mainstream assets. It was called Operation Mockingbird. So that was bad enough. 
Well, now, because of the dismantling of the Smith-Munt Act, evidently the U.S. government can say whatever it wants to the American people and pass it off as truth when it may actually be complete and total propaganda. So here we see Satan using the United States government to literally lie to the people, correct, Sean? Well, you know, we, we, in my opinion, yes. So one needs to be very discerning when digesting news that's brought to you by your... See, what people need to understand, and I worked in the news business for a little bit, a lot of the stuff that you see even on your local news, your 6 o'clock news, is just ripped off the wire. It's written by, in many cases, the AP. Um, this is not original news in the traditional I believe may have been a mockingbird mainstream asset but at least back in those days you had real newsmen doing real news uh, to a large degree think uh, Woodward and Bernstein we don't see very much of that anymore and when we do see it from people like Julian Assange okay they become persecuted by the US government and have to go into hiding uh, until they're arrested uh, in Assange, they want to extradite back to the United States and throw him in a federal prison for the rest of his life. Why? Because he leaked video uh, of dastardly things being done in Iraq and Afghanistan, and uh, it, it was these are crimes against humanity being done by the uh, U.S. military, and now the man is facing life in prison because he's being persecuted. It's a little bit like the Hunter Biden laptop, right, which was completely ignored by the U.S. mainstream media. And in fact, intelligence agencies called it a Russian hoax. Well, now we know that's not true. So they were openly propagandizing against the American people saying, oh, the Russian, uh, uh, the uh, Hunter Biden laptop is a hoax. Well, now they admit that it isn't a hoax. It's true. It is a horrible laptop filled with all sorts of terrible things, including child pedophilia. And the American mainstream media continues to ignore it and bear false testimony against their neighbors, uh, people like Donald J. Trump. See, the Biden crime family can get away with all measure of treason, but President Trump can't even question the last election without getting indicted five times. Those are great examples, Sean. I'm Scott Shera. I'm guest hosting Santa for the Truth today, and our topic is being programmed by controlled opposition and propaganda. Crash, I'd like you to play the first clip for Sean and I to comment on, please. This is the fault. I think what people need to understand is that because we have not known about this evil, we are now being told this evil is good for us. Oh, yeah, I know. They need a little push. A push and a drag. Yeah. They're not doing it because they say they don't want to do it. They're Republicans. They don't like to be told what to do. Right. And we got to break that, you know, unpack that. You know how many people died of the flu the last year? I mean, not this year, virtually none, but the previous year, about 20 to 30,000. You know how many people have died from COVID-19 in the United States? 600,000 Americans. Well, you, well, that, well the, the number that you all are giving that died, that's, that's once again, that's you all's number. You got to pay us. Yeah, definitely. Because when, when you start talking about paying people to get vaccinated, when you start talking about incentivizing things to get people vaccinated, there's something else going on with that. Something, yeah. else, something I, else going it on. It is something that. going yeah, on. Yeah, something it. else. You're right. But I'm glad millions of people like me and most everybody here 
didn't get an incentive. You know what their incentive was? Protecting their health and protecting the city. Well, but that, I, well, well, I won't keep doing it anymore. It's okay, because my, 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 my incentive, y'all campaign is about fear. It's about inciting fear in people. You all attack people with fear. That's what this pandemic is. It's a fear. It's fear, this pandemic. Okay, that clip was from the Final Days documentary, and Karen Kingston introduced Fauci lying to somebody to take the jab. So that that all these clips, by the way, will be in the show notes, so that if you want to look at them in their entirety after the podcast, you're welcome to do that. Sean, do you have a comment about that Fauci clip? Well, yeah, i, I got a lot to say, so I'll just try to edit myself so I don't take too much time. First of all, that man who was speaking, I remember that clip well, uh, a real truth teller, somebody who was waking up, right? Somebody who was literally waking up in real time and calling Fauci out for his lies. And you'll note in that clip that Fauci basically said, look at the flu. How many, uh, how many people have been killed by the flu? And then he said, oh, virtually none this year. Right. Well, isn't that interesting, Scott, as you'll note, the flu went to zero. Okay, the official stats on the flu, which every year hurts and kills a lot of people, I don't know what the numbers are. I don't have them in front of me. But, you know, instead of 25,000 flu deaths that year, there was zero, and everything got labeled a COVID death. Correct. So even Fauci in his own words, that particular year, oh, what an anomaly. Never before in history has the flu numbers just dropped to zero as this new thing called COVID went through the roof. So it's just lie after lie after lie, and it's waking up a lot of people. And I will give one, I'll give a, one cautionary note for everybody listening. Evidently, according to a couple of whistleblowers at the DHS, the Biden administration is fully prepared and would like to roll out uh, lockdowns again this fall, probably starting in late September or October. And they want to start with uh, uh, TSA uh, officials and employees first, make them mask, and then roll out mandatory masks. They want to move back towards lockdowns again. Scott, if you can imagine that. And uh, you and I might want to discuss why a little bit later. Yeah, I heard that exact thing yesterday, and it didn't shock me in the least because of how programmed I realized I have been, and this is what I'm doing now. So, you know, Sean, we're going to talk about dialectics, and I want to define the term. So dialectics are opposing forces meant to deceive us. So I'll give a couple of those in warm-up before we start going through these clips that I have prepared. So we're we're convinced so dialectics in the frame of evil versus less evil i'm going to give three right now so liberal and conservative what's the dialectic the government saves us cnn versus newsmax what's the dialectic we get the truth from television then one that it seems to be a debate that's that's a hot topic today a woman's right to choose versus no abortions except for x y and z so what's the dialectic Murders is okay. It's just a matter of degree. So with that said, Sean, do you have any other common ones you would want to mention before we jump into the clips? Well, sure. So the Hegelian dialectic problem, reaction, solution is uh, a playbook that tyrants love to use because if you invent the problem, then you can watch your population react, and then you as the people that, prevented, uh, that uh, presented the problem can also provide the solution. So it's great for tyrants. Let me give you an example. After 9-11 happened, they rolled out the Patriot Act. Well, that had been sitting in the wings for, I believe, several years, if not close to a decade, and they were waiting for the right opportunity to roll out the Patriot Act, which would strip Americans of 
previously dearly held rights. You know, they rolled out the scanners in the airport, the full-body scanners, etc. cetera. Uh, they invented the uh, Department of Homeland Security. Uh, they rolled out the John Warner uh, Military Defense Act. All sorts of things were rolled out after 9-11 in the name of protecting us. So that's one example of problem-reaction-solution. And we don't have to get into the weeds on what really happened on 9-11, but for those who don't know, I'd highly recommend you go to your favorite uh, search mechanism, perhaps not Google, since that is a uh, mechanism of uh, disinformation at this point. They filtered out really all avenues and vector points of trying to find truth on Google. But uh, use Bing or some other search engine to look at World Trade Center 7 on 9-11, which collapsed at 5.20 in the afternoon, uh, in real time, uh, at free fall speed, uh, due to office fires, we're told. It's just one little thing one might want to start looking into uh, as it pertains to problem-reaction-solution, because the mainstream media, they, re- they uh, ignored the collapse of that building, and they still do. Uh, and NIST could never explain the collapse of the building uh, scientifically due just to fires. So uh, it's just one smoking gun of many issues surrounding 9-11. But the point is, is that on the back of 9-11, they rolled out all sorts of nefarious stuff, and then we went to war with Afghanistan and Iraq, two wars the American people previously would have never agreed to be a part of. That's spot on, Sean. In fact, Sean and I talked about the 9-11 uh, PSYOP in one of the deprogramming episodes, so you can look it up on, on that channel. So we're going to start walking through six clips, Sean, that that show this dialectic pattern and not just the pattern, but also the programming. So uh, the first one is Rand Paul on Sky News. All these clips are within the last couple of months. Uh, Crash, can you play that clip, please? We now know the names of the three workers, the researchers at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, who fell sick with COVID-like symptoms around November 2019. And they are Ben Hu, Yu Ping and Yan Zhu. Do you think Ben Hu is patient zero? I think there's a very good chance he is, and I think there's a very good chance that this revelation should seal the conclusion that this came from a lab. There really shouldn't be much question after this. Okay, Sean, what do you think of that clip? Well, what I think is that uh, if we had more senators and Congress critters like uh, Rand Paul, we'd be in a lot better shape. Senator Rand Paul has filed a criminal referral over Fauci's lies. Uh, the man lied under oath repeatedly, okay? Um, and he remember, too, he was heralded by the mainstream media as a hero. They, they turned Fauci into some sort of demigod over all of this COVID and the COVID lockdowns. And what did the man want to do? What did he want to do? He wanted to mask everybody, including children in schools, They wanted to ignore the effectiveness of ivermectin and other treatments in the hospital, you know, aside from shooting a patient up with remdesivir and uh, and shoving an oxygen uh, device down their throat, as they did to your daughter. Um, He wanted to ignore all the good things and only enforce the bad things, and he lied under oath. And yet the mainstream media always heralded him as a hero. They literally, he was on the cover of every magazine. Every news story heralded him heralded the man as a champion. And uh, what do we know now? He was knee-deep in this entire thing. He profited from this entire thing. The NIH received tens of millions of dollars uh, due to this whole COVID lie. And now they want to mask people up again in the fall? Just wait for that, Scott. Just wait. My question is, will people be dumb enough to comply? 
Yeah, I have that same question when I heard it yesterday. What do you think about Rand Paul's comment that he said it was uh, essentially a virus that came from a lab? That piece, I wonder, is is he simply not dug into this, or is he potentially being used to promote something that has been debunked? You know, here's the thing. Uh, I admire him for going after Fauci because nobody else will, and uh, and that's a shame. You know, the other thing I would note is that it does seem very strange that uh, the demons can just run amok, right, while good men and women die young. Right now we have all over this planet young people dying suddenly. Ed Dowd wrote an entire book about it. I have it right here, Cause Unknown. The epidemic of sudden deaths in 2021 and 2022. Now, why are these young people uh, dropping dead of heart attacks, myocarditis, pericarditis, dying suddenly while they sleep, dying suddenly while they play soccer, while they play football, while they play baseball, after they finish a marathon? Young people. We're talking 20-year-olds, 24-year-olds. We're talking teenagers. Why are athletes dropping dead all over the world? It's not due to covid it's due to something they took that they were told would prevent COVID. So what I'm really angry about, what I really want to alert the audience about, Scott, and people need to wake up right quick if they don't understand this, look at the VAERS reporting database. Do you all know that there have been more deaths attributed to the COVID-19 vaccine, and it's not a vaccine. They called it a vaccine, but that's not what it is. Michael Yeadon the former vice president over at Pfizer and now a whistleblower, well, he calls it a bioweapon. So if he calls it a bioweapon, I think we should all start to think uh, to that extent that this thing is not a vaccine and this thing is injuring people. It's giving young people myocarditis and pericarditis, and it's killing people. The VAERS reporting database has more than 30,000 deaths, reported deaths on it due to this vaccine, people that took it and then got sick and died. So 30,000 people, that exceeds the total number of all childhood injuries and deaths due to all of the other vaccines combined. And, Scott, people need to wake up to the fact that our country is under attack, and COVID was just one of the mechanisms to roll out what we're seeing today. And my fear is if they move toward lockdowns again, guess what's going to happen in the 2024 general election? Mail-in ballots. Exactly. They'll get as many ballots as they need. And they'll just keep counting until they can engineer a win for whoever their candidate is who's opposing Donald J. Trump. The VAERS data, so people understand, is vastly underreported. So what's in the VAERS database, of course, is accurate, but it's underreported to the tune of at least tenfold, probably a hundredfold. So the real death count is well in the hundreds of thousands from taking the bioweapon. We're going to do one more clip before break. Crash, can you play the David Martin clip, please? Morality was suspended for medical countermeasures, and ultimately humanity was lost because we decided to allow it to happen. Our job today is to say no more gain-of-function research, period. No more weaponization of nature, period. And most importantly, no more corporate patronage of science for their own self-interest unless they assume 100% product liability for every injury and every death that they maintain. Thank you very much. This one really shocked me because David Martin is looked up to in this medical tyranny movement, and yet he's saying that if Pfizer can be held to account, they have 100% product liability, we can do this again. So I I have many comments on that, but first, Sean, I would like to hear your thoughts. 
Yeah, I don't interpret that clip the same way you do. So I think David Martin is something of a hero, an actual hero, uh, the antithesis um, to Fauci, because he's telling the truth and he comes armed with the facts. He's got the data. He's got the numbers. He's got the real science. Um, He's filed suit, I believe, in Utah uh, criminally against these people because he wants the truth to be heard in in a court of law and he wants the power of discovery. And what he's basically trying to inform people in that clip about is the fact that Pfizer and all of the other companies that produce childhood vaccines and because it was emergency use authorized, the COVID-19 quote-unquote vaccine, they don't have any product liability whatsoever. They can roll out products and shoot them into your children or demand that you go down because of the next pandemic and get your vaccine and get your booster and your second and your third and your fourth and your fifth booster. Just line up and keep getting boosters the rest of your life. These companies have no liability if you get pericarditis or myocarditis or cancer, if it shuts down your immune system and you die, you can't sue these companies. That's right. That's on. what he's saying. So what he's saying in that clip is, fine, you guys want to keep doing this? Then how about some product liability from now on so that when you do injure people, you can be sued into oblivion and we'll put you out of business. That's what David Martin is saying. So the vaccine paradigm that we are under started in, well, it was well before 1986, but in 1986 it became law that there was no product liability. Correct, Sean? Yeah, I believe that was under uh, Bill Clinton. The uh, pharmaceutical companies came to the administration and said, look, these vaccines are just too important. We can't continue to invent new ones if you're always going to hold us culpable for damage they may cause. So turn us loose because vaccines are just too important. Childhood vaccine research, it's just too important. So turn us loose and don't let us be sued because, you know, what we're doing is in the best interest of humanity. I mean, can you believe that? A corporation going to the government and saying, just turn us loose regarding airbags, regarding seatbelt safety, regarding food safety. You know what's funny? Scott, they did the same thing with 5G. Do you realize this? When they rolled out 5G and Tom Wheeler was the head of the FCC, he said, and forgive me, a couple curses here, they're minor, but I'm quoting him. He said, to hell with the safety studies. It's just too damned important, end quote. Tom Wheeler, the head of the FCC, do you all realize there have been no industry safety studies regarding 5G, and they've rolled it out in your town, and now they're zapping you with it every single day. Do you all know that 5G is a weapon system originally used by the military? And it has a, a bandwidth that's so wide it can be dialed in to destroy human beings if they choose to do so. No safety studies are necessary due to Tom Wheeler saying it's just too damned important. So they fast-tracked it and they rolled it out. And now it's in a neighborhood next to you. So just think about that as you, as you think about the fact that there's no product liability for these companies as it pertains to vaccines. So I'd highly re- advise everybody listening to think twice before you run out and next time there's a pandemic and they say, hey, we have a new variant vaccine for you. It's ready to go. Go get it. It's free. In fact, we'll even give you a $10 coupon to get a burger if you get it. Outstanding. Uh, you better think twice because outstanding. these do not have your best interests at heart. Well, that's an outstanding point, Sean. I just want to comment about the vaccines before break because, you know, as we have learned through Dell Bigtree and RFK Jr., they've never done any testing for the vaccines. When I was a kid, I was vaccinated because the propaganda just said that's what we need to do to protect against X, Y, and Z. Well, now we find out that there was never any testing done. And in 
fact, when you look at it in God's economy, what is the reality? God made our body fearfully and wonderfully made. So the idea of relying on men to produce vaccines to save us, uh, that it, it should never be done. And if I, re- if I recall this right, Sean, wasn't it the National Vaccine Safety Act in 1986 that Ronald Reagan signed? You may not remember, but that's just, I just wanted to make sure we have that for the record. Oh, you're, it might have been under Ronald Reagan. Yeah, you're right. But that, that, that is the right act. And uh, what happened? What is, what's the result since then? Well, instead of 12 or 13 vaccines throughout childhood, which I may have received or you may have received, Scott, now they're ramping it up to 72. Ultimately, they're going to go, hey, they went higher than that. Why? Because these vaccines are an incredible profit center. We, the taxpayer, pay for these stupid vaccines, and the industry profits handsomely because every kid needs to get these shots before they go to school, or so we're told. By the way, Steve Kirsch, who's a well-heeled billionaire, and he and he was a Democrat. I don't know what he identifies as now in, in terms of politics, but Sean, he was a hardcore Democrat. We've got to go to break. When we come back, we'll pick up with Steve Kirsch, and then we're going to go to a Peter McCullough clip. And coming up on Santa for the Truth, we've got Alex Newman on the calendar, Brad Mattis, Patricia Engler, and Mary will share the latest headlines and commentary on this podcast. And Ken Ham. You can just check out the upcoming tab at StandUpForTheTruth.com. That's the upcoming tab at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Back in two minutes. Our social media pages are shadow banned. Thanks for your prayers and sharing our posts at StandUpForTheTruth.com. I'm Scott Shira, and I'm guest hosting Stand Up For The Truth today. My guest is Sean Turnbull, a propaganda expert, and our topic is are we being programmed by controlled opposition and propaganda? Before break, Sean was introducing Steve Kirsch, so let her rip, Sean. Yeah, thanks. All I was saying is that uh, Steve Kirsch, the well-heeled billionaire who used to identify as a Democrat, is now a truth teller. And you know what woke him up? The VAERS reporting database, the vaccine injuries, the people dying suddenly. And he's given testimony on the record uh, regarding uh, the control group out there that really doesn't vaccinate much at all. And he says, among this control group, we don't see people dying suddenly. We see barely any cases of autism. We don't see any cases of ADHD. And what's the control group he cites? The Amish. Now, here's something I just want to point out. During the break, since we were forced to go to break, and I you know, mentioned Steve Kirsch, I wanted to use Google, the useless search engine in, uh, engine of misinformation, to just type in Steve Kirsch on autism and on the Amish. And you know what came up? The fourth article is from, from factcheck.org, and it says this. Studies have found the rate of autism is the same in vaccinated and unvaccinated children. Guys, I can't even tell you what a lie that is. That is such an outrageous lie, it insults the intelligence of anybody who can think. Vaccines are causing autism and ADHD and gut issues. The rate of autism in this vaccinated nation is now 1 in 35 boys. You know what it is in the Amish community? 1 in 10,000. Why is that? Well, according to factcheck.org, it should be exactly the same in the Amish uh, community, whether they vaccinate or not. So I'm just sharing this as a cautionary warning to young parents and pregnant women and to everybody listening who is going to be asked again during the next pandemic, 
that rolls out probably this winter to stand in line and get your new version of the COVID-19 or whatever variant they're calling it. Go stand in line like a good little sheeple person and get your corporate vaccine from Pfizer or whoever's making it, Moderna. None of them have any product liability. So, so think about that as you're offered a coupon for a cheeseburger to stand in line to get your free vaccine. Wow. All right, Crash, play the Peter McCullough clip, please. So as a practicing internist and cardiologist, we've been searching for uh, some type of approach that can help people who've had the infection multiple times, that is COVID-19, as well as taking uh, one or more of the COVID-19 vaccine shots because both the infection and the vaccines, vaccines, vaccines load the body with the spike protein. Sean, why is he calling the bioweapon a vaccine? You know what, Scott? I, I've probably done that sometimes myself. You need to train yourself to really use the, the appropriate language for this thing, right? So that's why I mentioned uh, Yeadon before, the uh, vice president of Pfizer. He calls it a bioweapon. Most of the folks in the space doing the research that aren't paid mockingbirds, uh, people paid to gaslight the American people and lie all day, people like Anderson Cooper at CNN, by the way, who makes $12 million a year, and who, by the way, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has alleged was paid millions more during the COVID pandemic, millions more to lie about the vaccine's safety and efficacy. See, I just called it a vaccine. Can't throw everybody under the bus who calls it a vaccine, Scott, because that's what they call it. So sometimes you slip into that language. We need to retrain ourselves. It's not a vaccine. It is an mRNA experimental bioweapon that is killing and maiming people all over the world. And they want to start rolling it out again with new variants, with a new pandemic, which I guarantee you is probably coming this winter. So buyer beware. All right. We're going to move to the next clip. Tom Renz. I guarantee you, you can find Big Pharma's hand in every step of this. Every step. And I want to know when we're going to have true congressional investigations into the mass murder that occurred in these hospitals. So Tom jumped into the murder lane a couple months ago, the hospital murder lane, and is calling for a congressional investigation. And what I'm specifically commenting on relative to that investigation is that this is the same Congress that on November 14th of 86, I have the date here now, Sean, they passed the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act, and they're in on this whole depopulation reduction agenda. So why would we want a congressional investigation? What good is that going to do? Well, look, man, I, I, you tell me how we take this country back. You tell me how we unwind the tyranny, the corporate tyranny we're seeing, that includes the uh, joint, the agreement between the mainstream Mockingbird media, which is essentially controlled by six companies, six corporations, one of which is Disney, uh, the other uh, one of which is GE, General Electric. You tell me how we're supposed to unwind this tyranny. And uh, I guess the sad fact is they can have all the congressional hearings they want, but as long as uh, the demon rats control the Senate, and by the way, I'm no fan of the rhinos either, Republicans in name only, who do nothing good for this country, and who don't stand with those who want to make America great again. Uh, you tell me how we take this country back. I think congressional, at this point, it's a little bit ornamental or ceremonial, Scott, to have hearings about this stuff. It's important to get it on the record, so I advocate these hearings. But how are we going to take the country back 
when uh, the opposition controls the White House with a puppet that they implanted in 2020, the puppet who never came out of his basement and got 81 million votes, no, he got 81 million ballots. They just kept counting until they say he won. So how are we supposed to take the country back when these people steal elections and rig elections, and then they put their political opposition, opposition in jail for questioning the election? That's why they're indicting Trump, because they say he questioned the election when he knows that he lost fair and square. Well, he doesn't believe that for a second. But the mainstream media, that's their narrative. That's why the man's being indicted. So now you can't even have free speech to question the elections that are stolen anymore, Scott. So I don't know how we're going to take this country back if we keep letting them steal elections. That's what I have to say about that. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. The, the only answer that I believe is true is the answer that's been around since the beginning, which is we have to acknowledge how we got here. And we got here by rejecting God, which means the only way out, the only path back has to have repentance as its start. We're going to play the next clip. This is a little bit longer, a minute and a half. This is the NBC News clip that exposed uh, surprising truth. But we're going to put truth in quotes because we're going to dissect this clip a little bit. Go ahead, Crash. Doctors put her on a ventilator and into a coma. But after kidney failure and a series of mini strokes common in COVID, about a month after her admission, staff began urging her mother, Alma Salas, to transfer her daughter to end-of-life care and let her die. I felt like he was trying to pressure me. Hey, do you really want to live your life taking care of your daughter in a vegetative state for the next 30 years? I just looked at him and I said, I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm not going to let her go. Another time, she says, six or seven HCA staff members gathered at her daughter's bedside, urging her to end her treatment. One nurse, Alice says, was very aggressive and came in repeatedly. She got really angry. I was, like, taken aback. The pressure, Salas describes, exists at some of HCA's other 170-plus hospitals. Staff are pressed to get patients into hospice, where life-saving treatments are withdrawn, and the incentive is not necessarily patient care, but the improvement of hospital performance metrics. This, according to six nurses and 27 doctors who've practiced at 16 HCA facilities in seven states and who spoke to NBC News. Because if a patient dies in hospice, even in the same hospital bed, their death will not be counted in the hospital's mortality statistics, a key factor used by those who rate hospital quality. And the better the rating, the better for business. So this week we're going to be announcing a major news release that hospital murders are the number one cause of death in the United States. And here's an example that shows that exact situation. If you die in the same bed, but you're transferred to hospice, the death doesn't count against the hospital statistics. I have a couple more comments, but first, your thoughts on that clip, Sean? Well, whenever I hear uh, discussions about uh, taking people off of life support and people, people being pressured by hospitals and doctors to do things that they don't want to do, or in the case of you and your daughter, Grace, things being done, to your child without your consent, permission, or knowledge. It all reminds me of Ezekiel Emanuel and Barack Obama and the death panels. See, that all seemed like a bridge too far back then, didn't it? Well, how in the world could they uh, restrict hospital care to folks because the country's going bankrupt? How's that going to work? People aren't going to go for that. Well, it happened during COVID, didn't it? And hospitals were rewarded richly. Doctors were paid 
very well to prescribe remdesivir, which shuts down the body systems and the kidneys and kills you as your lungs fill up with water and you die and they blame, blame it on COVID. That was one of the COVID protocols, remdesivir. Remdesivir was so dangerous during the trials that uh, the trials stopped. And they rolled it out under experimental use, use authorization during COVID as something that would help patients in the hospital. It all reminds me of uh, Ezekiel Emanuel. And by the way, for those who don't know, Ezekiel has a brother named Rahm Emanuel. And Rahm Emanuel uh, was the uh, White House chief of staff under Barack Obama from 2009 to 2010. And then he became the mayor of Chicago. So it's time to start connecting the dots, friends. That's that's very well said, Sean. You know, remdesivir is still under emergency use authorization as well as ventilators. So on May 11th, the FDA announced that even though COVID is officially over, that the emergency use authorizations under COVID are still in play and the bonuses are still being paid out. Something that you might not pick up on on that clip is, you know, so this is from NBC News, so already it's suspect. What they did in that clip, and this is part of the programming, is they normalized COVID treatments. So when they talked about this lady's treatments, they really normalized those treatments. And those treatments were designed to kill us. And similarly, they normalized the idea that this is rare. So they singled out just one hospital as opposed to looking at this as a study to see they're all in on it. All right, one more clip. Crash, this one is a little bit longer, 2 minutes and 44 seconds. It's from Newsmax. Go ahead. Canada has a big assisted suicide program for all kinds of Canadians, right, Yeah, well, it's, it's pretty shocking, Chris. Canada is set to expand its assisted suicide program in 2024 to include the mentally ill. The program is only seven years old, but the latest data shows the number of deaths under the medical assistance and dying program rises every year. Officials in Canada say they've been prudent and thought the expansion through, but one medical expert tells Reuters that most mental illnesses aren't even fully understood. So they shouldn't be eligible. Um, obviously, this is a, a tough topic, one um, that can get pretty heated. It's 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 pretty dark. Um, you know, I think Jason probably something you and I agree, can agree on is I don't want any doctor or any government telling me what I can or can't do with my body. I think that there's a fundamental problem with the Canadian health system, which is that when you should, you know, socialized medicine doesn't work. This is, you know, where they have long waiting lists, they have outdated drugs, they have uh, equipment that's, you know, substandard. There's so many problems with the Canadian system that for them, it's like, let's move quickly and, you know, get rid of these mentally ill people. And it also raises a question, what if you are a mentally ill person that you can't really make that decision? Is someone else going to make the decision for you? Mentally ill people, homeless people, yeah. people living in poverty. Mm -hmm. uh, how about, you know, people with Down syndrome and then gypsies or something? You know? Yeah, no, I mean, you can't have euthanasia as an option for having poor, you know, safety net systems and providing for your society. It's just cruel. It's inhumane. And it's quite frankly, it's gross. And Canada, Canada's not the only country in the world that allows for this. But they are, they are exceptional in a few instances where they do contrast with other countries. Um, a, they don't have a commission to look into wrongful deaths, uh, somebody who might have gone in there for a minor injury and then, you know, couldn't get the treatment that they needed. I, there was a case that I, I read about of a man who complained of he hearing loss and they put him they, they put him down um, and there's no commission. So so the family members are, are lost. Um, also, you know, doctors can can 
can basically suggest that you should be put to death. In most other countries, that's right. not the case. Nurses can provide euthanasia, and um, you're not required to exhaust all the other treatment options. So if you're at the end of the line, you, 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 you can just choose to die rather than to choose other treatments that might be successful. Well, maybe the Canadian medical system's long waiting list will be the salvation and people will have a chance to change their minds. Yeah, you know, it's unbelievable. I think, you know, what's next is that then, you know, the, the baby boomer population, the aging, the elderly, the elderly that are suddenly a burden on society. Uh, when, do, when do they become the next target of, of something like this? It's the stuff of science fiction. Mm-hmm. I'm Scott Chira, and I'm guest hosting Stand Up For The Truth. Today, our topic is, are we being programmed by controlled opposition and propaganda? And I have an expert in propaganda, Sean Turnbull, as my guest today. So regarding that clip, Sean, I want to just first say that you know it was from Newsmax. You know, I see Newsmax in a different light than I would have seen them before I've been woken up. Uh, what they're doing here is they're pointing the finger at the naughty Canadians versus looking at Section 1553 of Obamacare. And those of you who haven't read that section, I encourage you to look it up. You'll see that it, Obamacare legalizes euthanasia. We were the first one to the punch, and yet they're pointing the finger at the Canadians. I have a couple more things to say about that, Sean, but first, what are your thoughts? Well, I would just point out to people that this idea of physician-assisted suicide makes sense for people who are terminally ill and suffering and have no hope of recovery, right? So we need to be intellectually honest when we talk about these things. Um, I'm still not sure it's a good idea, biblically speaking, but let me just point out that this idea of physician-assisted suicide is now legal, not just in Canada, but in countries like Austria, Belgium, Luxembourg, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Portugal, Spain, Switzerland, and parts of the United States, including a lot of these uh, lefty blue states like California. So here's the problem. When you roll something like that out and you incentivize hospitals to cut their costs while increasing their profits, well, then you get this type of thing. Uh, this is a, uh, in Canada, especially assisted suicide. They're preying on the poor, on the desperate, on the mentally ill, even on folks with post-traumatic stress disorder. There's a case of a veteran that called the hotline in Canada multiple times, a military veteran in Canada, and she wanted help for her PTSD. Well, they got back to her and they said, well, we don't have any money to get you therapy, but we can get you into the MAIDS program. If you'd like to kill yourself, we can help. On June 1st, the Hawaii governor passed a law allowing nurses to prescribe assisted suicide drugs. So when we see this in the United States, we can see that what they're projecting to other countries is happening literally right here. And the lady mentioned the word commission. I want to explain uh, what that means. So in the United States, what she's explaining is that we have what's called the Joint Commission, and they're supposed to investigate hospital atrocities. Yet when they do, they send back boilerplate reports. And I know this because we did it in Grace's case. They send back a boilerplate report, and there is no investigation that is is done. So as we wrap this up, you can see we, we focused on the medical dialectics, and I did that for a specific reason. Obviously, I'm in the hospital murder lane, but what I see happening, Sean, is they're setting us up for amnesty. And I heard this first in last November, but then an insider uh, 
sent me an email a couple weeks back and said, Scott, do you realize that they're setting up an amnesty program similar to the 9-11 Victims Fund so that anybody who is impacted or their family impacted by COVID, they're going to get a payout? And that didn't shock me given that the amnesty program would allow the entire country to turn the page or turn the chapter into the next chapter of the evil coming. I want to put an exclamation point on that by playing a clip from James Thorpe. He was discussing the Pfizer public data, and he did an outstanding job as to nailing down when did they know about this. So go ahead, Crash. Pfizer 5.3.6 PHMPT. It'll bring it right up and go to page seven. This is page seven. This is the deadliest drug ever rolled out, ever rolled out, whether you call it a drug, a vaccine, a gene therapy product, if you call it a a medicine. Doesn't matter what you call it. It's the deadliest um, medical intervention ever rolled out in the history of medicine. What did the HHS and CDC do? Okay, look at on February 28th. Look at, they knew it was the deadliest drug ever rolled out. Did they um, confess up and did, were they transparent? No. They tried to bury that data for 75 years, Taryn. And instead of admitting and ripping that uh, deadliest drug ever off the market, no, they doubled down just like they're doing with me, firing me and many other physicians, even now. They doubled down. And they took $13 billion of our taxpayer money. And uh, Deputy Secretary uh, of the HHS, uh, Mark Weber, rolled out a $13 billion um, psychological operations. Sean, your final thoughts on the COVID PSYOP. Yeah, I'll try to be quick, but I want to tie this all together. So let me just say, I have a slide in front of me. If I could do a screen share, I'd show all of you. It is from October 22nd, 2020. It is part of an FDA presentation when they were debating whether or not to fast track and approve this emergency use bioweapon. And in this slide are the FDA surveillance uh, COVID-19 vaccines draft working list of possible adverse event outcomes. Let me read some of these. They knew what this thing was going to do. The FDA knew and they approved it anyway. Here's what they knew it would cause. Gillian-Barr syndrome. Acute disseminated encephalitis, transverse myelitis, convulsions, seizures, stroke, narcolepsy, anaphylaxis, acute myocardial infarction, myocarditis, pericarditis, autoimmune disease, and death. And do you know that James Thorpe, the doctor, I've interviewed him myself for my show, he was fired for telling pregnant women the truth about the risks of taking this thing while pregnant. And guess what's on this slide show on this slide right after death? Pregnancy and birth outcomes can be affected by taking this vaccine masquerading as a bioweapon. And I just want people to understand the big picture. The World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates, in the future, they want you to own nothing and be happy. It's all part of United Nations Agenda 2030. These people want to depopulate the planet. If you guys don't know how that might look in the future, look at those Maui fires right now. All of the truth of those fires is being covered up. You know, there's still 850 people missing. They were burned alive. Why wasn't there evacuation sirens sounded? Why did the police block the roads to prevent people from getting out? Why are they going to steal all that land that was privately owned by citizens now and turn it over to 
diabolical either agencies of government or corporations to build commercial buildings that otherwise would never have been built there. Look into United Nations Agenda 2030, and I'll say one last thing. For anybody who wants to take active a role in stopping this madness, go to StopTheGlobalAgenda.com. That's StopTheGlobalAgenda.com, and take action, because right now, all of your rights are going to be given away to the World Health Organization under a treaty that Biden is fully on board with. And that treaty will allow the World Health Organization to dictate to this country what happens the next time they identify what they call a pandemic. Let that sink in. You may get your business shut down again, not only because you live in a blue state with a criminal governor, but because of the World Economic or the World Health Organization's dictates in the next pandemic. Go to StopTheGlobalAgenda.com to learn more and to figure out how to help us stop this. Sean, I'm just going to close with a couple of comments and I'll come back to you for the final word. So we see that the the goal is to have us focus on the COVID PSYOP so we take our eyes off of the population reduction agenda. The enemy they're focused on is humanity. None of this was an accident. It was all done on purpose. Satan only cares about souls, and he's using our government as a weapon against us. Why do we keep falling for the trap of these evil versus less evil dialectics? Because our program nature is to rely on men to fix God problems. God's got this, and until we repent and come back to God and realize how we got here, none of this is going to be solved. Today's discussion was meant to do a couple of things. One is we don't want to not prepare. Of course, we need to prepare, and being educated is part of preparation, but we can't rely on our preparations. We rely on the finished work of Jesus Christ. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego showed us what to do in the face of evil. And as Grace would often say, Dad, God's got this. And God's not sitting around panicking, wondering what Satan's going to do next. He's got all of this was known ahead of time. He let us know it was coming. Sean, the final word goes to you. Let me just quote Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You have to remember that this is spiritual warfare. The war being waged against you and your family and your children in the schools, at the doctor's office as it pertains to getting jabbed 72 times while they're children, this is all a spiritual war. And yeah, God's got this, but we have to get involved and we have to fight back. We have to understand that these agencies aligned against us, these spiritual agencies aligned against us, these people prey on children because they get off on preying on children. Why? Because children are the innocence that is closest to God. Right on, Sean. Thanks for coming on today. And remember to tune in to our podcast. It's available at Q90FM Radio. That's the video version. Q90FM Radio on YouTube. And we're looking for more people to subscribe to our newsletter. StandForTheTruth.com. You'll see the red subscribe button. StandForTheTruth.com and you'll get a weekly digest. We won't spam you with a bunch of emails. Subscribe at StandForTheTruth.com. Thanks, Scott.